0: Good morning, friends. Um, Our last lesson is today, the last time we are uh, studying giving God the glory, and what a year it has been. Oh, my. I am sad to let the exploration of God's attributes go with all of y'all because I have learned so much, and my vision of God is so much grander than it was back in September when we started all this, and I am so, so grateful for y'all couple of announcements before we get started. There's a link to the Holy Week and Easter services at Covenant on both our website and Covenant's website. Please join us and invite your friends and family so we can be together while we are apart. Um, the second announcement I have is even though we are finishing up Giving God the Glory, we have a preview, or as the current vernacular says, the, the trailer of what's coming in the fall. The study is I Am, You Are, Selected Scriptures from John and Paul. And I think it's going to be a great study. We'll, f- we'll spend the fall semester studying Jesus' I Am statements. In other words, who he said he was and is. And that will be a good transition from this year. And then in the second semester, we're going to be studying who we are in Christ. And who God created us to be. And I think that will be an encouraging and challenging study also. So I'm looking forward to that. The logo is up on the website. And just to let you know, we are going to register in the summer. Uh, And you will get an email telling you when it's time to register. We don't have things set up quite yet just because of the change in scheduling for Shannon, who is homeschooling her kids and has a husband working from home. So she is in our prayers and thoughts, and we will be up and running uh, in the summer. The last thing I would ask of you as we finish up these announcements is to keep praying for lamp lighters. Um In this current time, we are holding the format very loosely for next fall. We don't know what the study may or may not look like uh, come September, but God knows, and I'm sure the Spirit is going to tell us when it's time for us to know, regardless of what it looks like. I am looking forward with expectation to the time um, that we can all be together again whenever that is so as we start this lesson why don't we pray lord this very day we lift into your throne room of grace those affected by this COVID 19 pandemic which really means all of us but we particularly pray for those suffering loss Loss of loved ones, loss of health, of jobs, of a paycheck, loss of community and friends and family and of simply being together in the same place. Lord, we don't know what you are doing, but we know you are up to something. Help us to see you and hear you clearly in these days and to join you in your redemptive work. And, Lord, I would ask that you open our ears to what you have to teach us about your worthiness this morning. For we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, as we get started on this lesson, I have a confession to make. I had the most difficult time getting into it. I have felt distracted. My concentration has been flitting around like the hummingbirds that have returned to our garden And I just couldn't get a handle on where to start. Worthy is such a huge topic. So after wrestling and whining for a while, I stopped to do what I always tell you guys to do, which is to pray. And guess what? God is faithful. He answered that prayer, and he started making me walk this lesson. Now, that story is a story to come. But at least I did get started. And when I began thinking about it, I began thinking about what I know about Worthy. And mostly, it's the world's view of it. Worth, in our culture, is a value that's placed on something or someone. Right? It's a measurement. And ultimately, it's a judgment. It involves a lot of unremitting, unrelenting work to prove ourselves. We must be worthy to receive whatever. And we must work work hard to get it. For example, if I want recognition, then I need to do something well. If I want to get paid, I need to do my job well. If I want acceptance, I have to be loving and fun and please people all of the time. If I want love and respect, I have to earn it. Now, that's not very encouraging, is it? But so many of us are caught in the I have to earn it cycle. I have to work to be worthy. And it's so subtle, we often don't even recognize when we're caught in the trap. Physically, emotionally, psychologically, and certainly spiritually, we feel like we have to work to earn it. So let's leave that for a minute and take a look at the definition of worthy as it applies to God. It means meriting recognition, excellence, estimable, deserving, fit having value. And it's usually followed by the preposition of. In other words, worthy of something. God is worthy of something. So let's hold that definition in our minds as we shift our attention to God's word. You know, scripture is filled with invitations and imperatives. These are just a few that came to mind immediately for me, and they're on the website, so you don't need to write them down. You can think of so many more yourselves. As I'm going through this, you probably will. But these are just a few. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks in all things. Ask, and you shall receive. Pray without ceasing. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Draw near to the Lord. Love the Lord your God. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. Walk in the way of the Lord. Meditate on the word of the Lord. And there are many, many more invitations and instructions, encouragements and promises in Scripture Many of us know some of them by heart, and they are such a comfort and such a joy and such a guidepost for us. But have you ever thought why we were invited in? Why were you invited into the practice of thanksgiving and praising and praying and drawing near and meditating? It's because God is worthy of them. As most everything in my life has changed in the last three weeks, I have tried to concentrate on what has not changed. And certainly, God has not changed. So I have been intentionally focusing on praising God for who he is and and what he's done. For thanking him for all the daily blessings he has poured out on me and my family. I've focused on drawing near in silent meditation and prayer. And this week, Holy Week, I have been thanking him in particular that we do not have to work hard to become worthy of his love and attention. We, in fact, don't have to do a thing. We are worthy because God says we are. The work of the cross is proof of God's love for us. Now, Frankly, all that sounds real holy, right? And y'all know me better than that. God is certainly worthy of praise and thanksgiving and prayer. And I've been practicing these things. So I keep thinking, well, all right, I've been practicing these things that God's worthy of. So I've got a handle on this lecture, right? I got it. Now, every time I think that, even in the deepest, darkest corners of my prideful heart, God laughs. And gently shows me how wrong I am. And that happened this week. It was as if he said to me, You say I'm worthy of your praise and your thanksgiving and your prayer. And you're right, I am. But do you think I am worthy of your trust? Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Ouch, ouch sure enough i was convicted that i had a trust issue this past week and i was just trying to plaster over it with praise now generally for me in order for me to trust i need a safe place i have to feel safe do i feel safe right now no not as i usually define safe so, we've had practice this year in, in past lessons of reframing the question, right? Asking a different question. Instead of asking, Do I trust God? ask, Is God worthy of my trust? There's a vast difference. You'll see the first one, Do I trust God? depends on me. The second one depends on God. Is He worthy? Is He worthy of my loved ones, my fears? our health, our future, our finances, the lamplighters, our church. Is he worthy of those things too? As the scary news increased this past week and the stock market tanked, um, friends began contracting the disease. And for me, COVID-19 began to have a face. I was isolated from them and not able to help and love on them in the ways that I normally would have. It was... It was very frustrating, um, anxiety about contact began swirling in my greater family, who were they were calling Harold because Harold has all this medical information, right? People I know began losing their jobs or their kids began losing their jobs and as all of that was going on, I realized two things: the first thing was that I was not trusting God alone. I was trusting in family, and friends, and finances, and myself, and even the government. The second thing is, I couldn't make myself trust God alone. I couldn't will trust into existence. I am not able in my own humanness to trust. But as the reframed question showed me, it's not about me and my ability. It's about God. It's about who he is. When I focused on God being worthy, that's a different story. He is not only worthy of the praise and thanksgiving that I was giving him, but also so much more. We should think about it a minute. He is worthy of our love, of the primary devotion of our hearts. He is worthy of our thoughts, even the bad ones. He knows what we're going to say before the words form on our lips. He knows the the thoughts of our hearts. He's worthy of our time. Now, even as I say this, I want to recognize the fact that I'm going to say this because of my own age and stage. But there are lots of people out there, and they're in my family too, of People who have been thrown into situations where all of a sudden one or both of the parental units are working from home. At the same time, they are trying to homeschool children. I think of Shannon Nisley when I say this. And there's so many others. I have two daughters-in-law who are doing the same thing. They don't have extra time. Where this has been a gift of time to me, it has not been a gift of time to them. And I want to be very aware of that. As I say this, but for most of us here in the mothership of lamplighters on Wednesday mornings, it has been a gift of time. We have the same 24 hours as before, but now it seems very precious. It is suddenly to me God's time and not my time. I have been gifted with time to be still and know, time to be unhurried time for silence and prayer, time to reach out in different ways and serve different people that I haven't been in touch with in a really long time, time to do whatever I didn't have time to do before. It's life in a different rhythm. And we can live it for God because he's worthy of time invested, not time spent. So he's worthy of our praise, our thanksgiving, our love, our thoughts, our time, and he is worthy of our trust. Over and over again, he declares that we are beloved and he will provide for us. He knows the number of hairs on our head. He knows our needs. He provides for the birds of the air. Why wouldn't he provide for us? He not only knows, he has the power to do something about what he knows, right? God cares for the sheep of his pasture, And he is worthy of the sheep's trust because he is a faithful guide, a protector, and a provider. Spend some time this week going back and remembering the attributes we've explored. Just a few. God is good. He's unchanging, gracious, patient, forgiving, eternal, merciful, merciful. Wise, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, transcendent, holy, faithful, incomprehensible, love, and sovereign. God has not abdicated his throne. Immerse yourselves in these attributes this week. Let them flow over you and fill you and spill and bubble out of you. Contemplating these attributes will sing a new song into your heart. And that leads us to the final worthy. God is worthy of our worship. We belong to an awesome God, and there is none like him. He is worthy of our faith and our devotion because he is unchanging. He is the same today as he was yesterday, as he was last fall, and as he will be tomorrow. The peculiarity of this particular Holy Week is a strange and a wonderful gift. I just want to say that. It's going to be so different from anything we've ever had before. Obviously, we have canceled meeting together for Holy Week services out of love and consideration for others and an attempt not to spread this virus. The enemy, I think, probably delights in churches being closed because of the pandemic, but he's in for a real big surprise because the churches can shut down, but COVID-19 can't shut down Easter. God doesn't need us in a building with trumpets and lilies and a choir and pastel dresses. God welcomes our worship at all times and in all places. As his people who embrace with joy the miracle of Easter morning, our God is alive and he is worthy of our worship. We all know that the deepest dark is dispelled by the smallest light. We have that light given to us by our resurrected and living Lord. So how can we share that light? How can we celebrate together even when we are apart? I have a couple of suggestions for you, but you guys will come up with creative ways on your own. Um, The first thing is to invite somebody to worship with you this Sunday. Invite the people you normally spend Easter with. Send them a link for Covenant's worship service. Watch together and then call and share afterwards. Share about your experience, share your gratitude, share your hope in Christ, share your joys, share your sorrows, share. Reach out to the family and friends who would normally you would share Easter with, um, in addition to new people. You can arrange a a virtual Easter brunch on, on FaceTime. You can share blessings with each other. I've actually set up a Zoom meeting with those who are usually around our table at Easter I mean, just because they're empty chairs doesn't mean they're empty hearts. And hopefully we're going to get to check in with each other and just see how we're all doing and celebrate the risen Lord together. You can share an Easter tradition with a grandchild or a daughter-in-law. A friend of mine is teaching her daughter-in-law how to cook that favorite family recipe for the first time because she's been too scared to try it. Only now they're not together, so she's going to. Listen to Easter music. Have a picnic in your front yard and wave at your neighbors. There are so many ways, creative ways, to celebrate Easter. We have the light and hope and comfort and joy that so many people need right now because we have Jesus, and more importantly, he has us. We have a God who is worthy of worship And we can sing along with the angels without number as they sing in Revelation 5. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Amen and amen. Friends, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Go in joy. Go in peace. Go in hope. Trusting in our Lord who is worthy.